So I'm going to drop something heavy today that I'm hoping will wake you up for life and understanding the underbelly, the depth, the source of major problems that we have as women that we might not even know. And in this episode, I'm going to reveal what it is. Hint, hint, it's related to self-love, but you have no idea how much it is and how it is holding you back from living your best life, no doubt. Let's get to it. If you are new to the podcast, welcome to the family, my official welcome. And if you are a regular sis, we know who you are. And welcome back to another episode where we're going to help you change your life. Now, this is not a joke. This is all I do. I talk to thousands and thousands and like, what do we have? 3.1 million on the podcast now in 140 plus countries. So I get to talk to a lot of you. And before we start the podcast, we want to let you know that based on what you guys request, we create all of the resources that you wish that were out there that now are, right? Alhamdulillah. So just let you know that anything I refer to in the podcast, you can find on our website at www.mindful-muslima.com. We have so many free resources, PDFs and books and um, free classes and entire courses on topics like love and emotions and everything you've needed to to fix your marriage, things like that. So definitely pop on in if you're looking for a spouse or you're just feeling overwhelmed, whatever it is, we have resources for you. And currently, currently, we have a self-love workshop, which is very much connected to today's topic. Can't wait to get into it, but love, love to talk to women about the best ways they can improve themselves. Check on there. There are so many things that you didn't know you need. All right, let's go into the podcast. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslima Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslima, coming to you weekly on things that you guys love. Now, when I talk to women on consultations, they reveal to me sometimes their deepest, darkest situations. Many a times I've had a sister say, I've actually never told anyone else this. And like, I'm a complete stranger if you think about it, right? Even though I'm your big khala, I'm kind of like the big sister that you always wish you had to talk about stuff, which is why I've made this podcast. As a woman who has five kids, okay, and many of them are married now and some are still small, um, I understand how hard it is for our women to not have anyone to talk to about their problems. They just want to get some sound advice. But the options are like, talk to your parents who might not get it, talk to your girlfriends who are probably in the same bad situation as you, or just don't have all the answers you wish of somebody more experienced. And at the same time, you can't really go to the imam, even though you know he's probably a great learned source because it's you're just too shy. And you know what? There are so many ways to get help, but what we do here is we just give you little snippets of things you could do that you didn't realize were going to make a huge impact in your life, kind of like today's podcast. Absolutely. You're going to be shocked at some of these things and how they're connected to your self-love that you didn't even realize. And as far as we know, um, like like I said, 90 to 95% of women who talk to me, uh, when I think about their problems, they are somehow connected to the way that they view themselves or how much they love or accept themselves. So this could be you too. So listen in on the podcast and let us know. And alhamdulillah, we're actually developing a quiz on self-love. If it's out by this time, it'll definitely be on the website, www.mindful-muslim.com. If it is not, then you definitely will be able to get a ton of self-check quizzes and things within our workshop. Many of you guys know it is open, but registration will close 
very soon. So if what I talk about today resonates with you, don't forget to jump on in there. Either the link will be in the description or again, it'll be on the website. All right, let's dive right in. So what I wanted to just cover today are some of the ways that us not loving ourselves are going to show up in our life. And if you have problems right now, you might not realize they're connected to this. So we're going to go into the top three ways when I speak to women kind of like the mistakes they're making or they're not realizing and they're putting themselves in positions where they're making their life harder. They're actually not being able to be the best version of themselves. They're literally self-sabotaging. Now, I talked to you guys back in the podcast like, I don't know, weeks ago about this book that I picked up and I fell in love with the title. And you know what it said? The mountain is you. I'm gonna say that again. The mountain is you or me right? And what I mean by that or what the book means by that is you are your own worst enemy, right? Self-sabotage. You are stopping yourself from so many happy life changes. And I am too, if we only knew. We think it's our circumstances. We think it's our difficult parents or our annoying boss or our kids that are just not cooperating most of the time. And I totally agree. Um, but that's, that's just not it. We could actually do so much with those situations, but we feel helpless. So here we go. Wakey, wakey. I'm going to let you know exactly why you need to love yourself more and have more confidence because it will change so many things. And if you want to get that change, don't forget, you're welcome to join us and do that learning on how to do it inside, like I said, the workshop with the other women. You are absolutely welcome. Here's your invitation for the shy sisters who are just like, oh, I don't know. Should I join? Come on in. All right. So the first one I want to cover is what you're going to, I don't know. Can we make connections with this one? It is When you have more love and self-confidence, it changes how you talk. Now, that could kind of seem obvious, but I'm going to go a bit deeper. It changes how you behave or respond or react when people talk to you a certain way. A couple weeks ago, I had a sister. I can't say her name. She called me up because she was having a ton of trouble at work. And she's like, oh my gosh, I am overwhelmed with what they're piling on my head. And I'm like, oh yeah? Do tell. She's like, okay. And she was telling me thing after thing that they were giving her and how much responsibility. And it was clearly way beyond her hours. And it was clearly way beyond what they were paying her. But I said, why do you think they do that? She's like, well, they know I'm capable. Now, as great as that might sound, it sounds like she has confidence. Sounds like she knows her worth, right? Hmm. Looking a little deeper, it might not be the case. I said to her, wow, sis, it sounds like you're really smart, really capable, but it sounds like they're kind of taking a little bit of advantage of you. Would you agree? She's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, so why don't you say something? And she's like, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings or, well, I'm not really sure. I don't want to rock the boat or, oh, I actually know they don't have anybody else that could do it but me. And eh, and she's giving every excuse under the sun. And I said to her, what is the real reason that you are not saying this to them? Because you know that is bogus. And she's like, well, no, I really don't, you know, want to hurt the feelings. I go, yeah, I get that. Not hurting people's feelings, really important. But they're stressing you out to the point where you have like anxiety attacks, like, and you're like angry and mean ball of mess once you get home to all of your family members. That can't be healthy, right? And she's like, yeah. 
we were going into the fact that she just didn't have that critical confidence and love within herself to speak up for herself in difficult situations. She also didn't know how to talk. She didn't know how to use the word. She's like, well, I don't want to be mean and angry. And I don't want to be like soft and miskin. And I was like, yeah, you're right. There is a happy middle. Do you want me to teach it to you? And she's like, yeah, please. I want to know how to stand up for myself without coming off like aggressively mean and so forth. And at the same time, not sound like I'm an easy person to step all over. How many of you guys can relate? You've had that feeling at some point in your life where you have to like, it's probably tough. It's your job, right? But at the same time, you kind of have to lay the boundaries. You have to lay the law because if you know you don't, it's just going to, you're just going to keep that stress and it's going to creep into all the other areas of your life, right? So Again, these are things I teach. So if you want more of that and understanding and learning, you're more and more than welcome in the um, the workshop. I talk more about exactly how to do that there. All right. So going on to another example of another sister, and because like she was able to learn that, and she said, "Oh my gosh, if I would use that, that would be like life changing because I wouldn't have to deal with that at work anymore." I said, "Yeah. What would your life look like if if you could actually do that? You could love yourself, stand up for yourself in that way, even when it's hard, and you wouldn't feel like you were disrespecting really important people." She's like, "I said, how would that change your life?" She was like, "Well, I wouldn't feel horrible about driving into work. Like I feel my hands clenching the steering wheel, and like the woe is me as I approach in the parking lot." I was like, "Well, would that go away?" And she's like, "Yeah." I go, okay. I go, and how else would it be? How would it be to work that shift? She's like, it would be amazing because I wouldn't feel this thing of me like having to do all this stuff and stressed out the entire shift. And I was like, so you saying your entire work shift, you wouldn't have to feel heavy and stressed? She's like, yeah. I was like, wow, imagine if every day you didn't have to feel that anymore. How much would that change your life? And she said, oh my gosh, it would change it so much because then I wouldn't hate my job and then I wouldn't be so mean to everyone when I go home. I said, awesome. I said, what else? And we kept going on and on and on. It was just like that one thing she needed to do. But first she had to learn how to how to talk for herself, how to stand up, how to value herself enough to find that balance, right? Where you're not mean, but you're also like you're caring about other people's feelings as much as yours, to be fair. So that was the first Um, One I wanted to share with you is it changes how you talk. It changes how you behave, what you allow people to do to you, because people can only do to you what you let them. Isn't that right? Yeah. Well, imagine what it'd be like if you could actually tell them the way you felt and you wouldn't have to feel like you hurt their feelings and stuff. Now, let me give you a little secret that I also let her in on. I said, well, let me tell you this. Once you start doing these changes, other people aren't going to like them at first. They're going to be like, hey, like in their mind, like um, usually we could just dump everything on her and she was cool with it. What's going on now? Now you're inconveniencing them. Maybe like they were dumping their work on you or they were just like they could have hired someone else and paid more money, but they were trying to save money. Like basically you're ruining their jam, right? So don't expect them to love it in the beginning. I'm talking about jobs specifically. But can I tell you something? As a person who has done this before, eventually they just get over it. And they're just like, oh, whatever. Don't ask her. Um, you know, she only does this much. She's cool. We'll just get somebody else. And then they move on. But you got to get through that transition. And um, so I spoke to her the other day and I got an update and she's like, it was liberating. She's like, it is awesome. I can't tell you. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you so much. And I didn't do anything for her. I just helped her like a little bit, but she did the, the, the actual work of being like, yeah, I really, I, cause she was so smart. I was like, you are so smart. She was, 
you're clearly, she was proud of how capable she was, but it was also ruining her, right? So now she's able to be proud of herself totally and not feel like people take advantage of her. So the first thing is it changes the way you talk and behave and the way you kind of let people walk all over you or not, right? I'll give you one more example related to looking for marriage. And I know you would never maybe make the connection. One of the things I do in the Muslim Marriage Lab, which is the the big, big course that we teach usually in January and June, is that we do a whole first module all about, guess what? You. A lot of women are like, let's just dive right into him. Where can I find him? Where are the questions? And when women start saying that stuff to me, like, no, 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 sis, if I just knew the right questions to ask. And if you could just point me in the direction of like where to find these guys that are better, I would be good. And what I tell them is when I hear them talk like that, you're already doing it wrong. Like, that's all I can say. These are like red flags to me that women don't know the process of how to find a guy. So basically, to give you a little hint, the first thing I do with them is I make sure that they are very confident, very strong, and very clear on who they are and what they want and how much they're worth. And I cannot tell you how many women, after they completed the course, came back to me. Because I always do like check-ins with women like, hey, like how did things go for you? What did you love about it? What did you not love? So I can fix the course, make it better. And, And most of the time I say to them like, what was your favorite part of it? And they always say to me, like most of the time, you know, they'll say other modules too, but a lot of them gravitate to module one. And I say, why? And they say, I really didn't realize how much work I needed to do on myself. I really didn't realize until I saw your questions, how far away I was from what I really wanted. I was about to pick the wrong guy completely. And not until I got in tune with who I am and what I'm worth. I was going to settle for some really not good guys. A lot of sisters say that to me. So how much you love yourself and your confidence level and your clarity around who you are. Because, you, you know, you have to understand, and I, I know you can relate. Your parents are telling you what to do, right? They're like, you need to make the family proud. You need to be a doctor. You need to have your stuff together. You need to get a house in the burbs or whatever you need to do. Like, you need to make us proud. You need to do this. You need to do that. And your grade should be like this. And, you know, you should get into this university and you should find this kind of guy because this is what makes sense for us and our family. And he should be from this place and that place. And they're talking to you a lot about what you should do. And you kind of sometimes don't like what they say and sometimes you agree. And in the end, what you really want gets lost. And the only way we can take it back is by being self-aware. So one of the things, for example, that um, we're going to be starting to do in the upcoming week in the workshop in the self-love one is we're going to be talking to women all about awareness. We're going to help them find out how much they love themselves. We have little quizzes and things to help them find out where they are exactly in their self-confidence, self-love journey. And what that does is when you're aware of where you are, It's so clear what you need to do next. And that's the problem for the most of us. We don't even know what we need or where to go next. We just know we need something. We're miserable. We're sad. We're overwhelmed. People are annoying us or doing things to us that we just want to stop, but we don't know how. So it starts with us. 
So basically, for example, like with the marriage situation, um, if you don't have enough self-love and self-confidence, you often in the sit down, in the interview, start getting hooked on the wrong guy. When you notice he has red flags, you just like, oh, you know, I'll figure it out. It's okay because, because you don't value yourself enough. Now, some people say, well, value myself enough. It's not. I'm just being patient for him. No. And I say this to women, again, for women who are um, already married, bear with me a second, because it also has to do with your marriage and where you are and what you put up with your husband. Okay, I'll get to you in a minute. But with, and this for me too, me too, I'm speaking to myself first. And so when we're looking for a spouse, when we're looking for a spouse, we will often put up with a lot of stuff because we're always thinking of other people first. As women, we're super generous and we're super like caring and, and that's great. But this is also almost like a business situation or contract. I know the West makes it like all emotional and emotional is great. You can totally be attracted to him, totally love him. I'm not ixnaying any of that stuff. Compatibility matters, personality traits and compatibility matters. Believe me, we go through all that in our course. We are not like looking at the way that the traditional Islamic um, um, community keeps focusing on the fact that that stuff doesn't matter. The prophet said it absolutely matters. So I don't know where our, our cultures get this whole thing of like, you don't got to talk to him. It's okay. You know, look at his CV. Look at his bio data. It's great. It's all good. He, he's a medic student. You know, he's got a beard. He prays on Friday. What more do you want? Leave it alone. No, that's not actually how it happened in the time of the prophet, peace be upon him. So we need to learn that you're allowed to want him to connect with you and to connect with him in ways that are halal. Obviously, there's a way to do it. We teach that too. But the point is, point is, if you don't have the self-love and self-confidence, you're going to go about that a very different way than somebody who does. Falling prey to a lot of problems, missing red flags, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I'm just on number one right now. I hope you can see the connection between how that could show up at your work, how that could show up when you find a spouse. And for the women who are married, a lot of women call me up and they're just like, look, I just, like, he's just talking to me really badly. Some of us have husbands that are very, very harsh with their words. And there are levels of patience we should exude, okay, Islamically. But there are things where it becomes abusive or becomes borderline abusive, where it's just just straight up mean and unnecessary. And him being allowed to do that, speak to you, blah, 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 shouldn't be okay. And there should be a way where you can express that. And like I said, women contact me on consultation calls all the time for that stuff. So just in number one, I told you, having the right self-love and self-confidence can completely change how you talk and how you behave, aka what you allow people to do to you, where you draw your boundaries, in everything in life, from relationships to jobs to just the way you make life choices in general. You got me? All right. That was just number one. Let's go into number two. It's going to be a bit shorter because I hope it's a bit obvious. The second one is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves it. He deserves that you love yourself. And you're like, what are you talking about? What does my self-love have to do with what Allah deserves? Well, who crafted you in all your perfections? Or what you only see as imperfections. You hate your nose. You hate your thighs. You wish your lips were a bit plumpier. Or maybe less plumpy. I don't know. You know. You wish certain parts of your body were more accentuated. Or less accentuated. Because they bother you. And you can't fit in those. You know. Tops or jeans. Or whatever it is that you like. You were created by Allah with incredible intention. And as we say we're believers. And, you know. At our mouth. Our behaviors are the contrary. We complain and we complain 
about what we don't look like, how we wish our hair was thicker or whatever, more voluptuous, you know, not so kinky or not so straight or not so like whatever it is that we have a personal problem with right now. We are constantly nitpicking Allah's masterpiece. Yes, you are a masterpiece. You are absolutely gorgeous. Whether you see yourself or not, Allah made you what he thought was exactly the way you or I should be. And guess what happens when we're constantly nitpicking our, our, you know, how thick our thighs are or not or whatever it is we're doing. It is slowly sending, because we're talking negative. We're having a negative conversation in our head. You guys know I've been doing a lot on emotions. So let's just bring it back to like that whole game, right? I'm like, oh, I'm like this. Oh, my thighs. Oh, my hair. Oh, my, you know what? I can't talk about these parts. You know what I'm saying? It's lowering your confidence, whether you realize it or not. When you're, when you're complaining about the, the thing a law made, you're also lowering your confidence because you don't see yourself as pretty as the girl on the Instagram post or the TikTok, you know, because she looks so cute right now. And you're just like, oh, I don't look that cute in jeans. Or, oh, I don't look that cute in a top. Or, oh, you know, obviously you're wearing the jeans in the house, right? <laughs> not encouraging that. But you know what I'm saying? That stuff really affects you unconsciously so that when you go to have what I said in number one or those conversations and things, you've already shot yourself down on so many levels. You're shooting down Allah and what he's done. He is perfect. He's at Khaliq. He's the creator. So perfect. Everything he does, every inch of everything he placed on you is exactly where it should be, right? But us doing that, it's really not good for our self-confidence when we complain and don't give Allah what he deserves, which is all the credit in the world for all the things we have. And guys, everything happens for a reason. Some people, for example, they're born blind, right? And you say, hey, how could that be fair? Who would want to be happy about that? Sometimes those people are better off than us because they're going to Jennifer Daos because they haven't seen the haram that we've seen and used our eyes for. We don't see it as a benefit in this world. But it is a benefit for the akhirah, which is way longer, way longer where they'll be. And who knows? Maybe it makes them a better person. Maybe it makes them easier to deal with things because they're not judging things with their eyes. You know, we look at them like they have a deficiency. But maybe our, our, our unclean heart is our deficiency and our deficiency is worse than theirs. You get me? All right. So I wanted to throw that one in the mix because I think it's really important to recognize and consider. And the last one is... A lot of sisters feel really upset and overwhelmed, and I've been talking to you a lot about your emotions. One of the things that we are teaching all this week and next week, whatever, like I told you, inside of the self-love workshop that we're doing is how to control your emotions. If you're struggling with overwhelm and anger and all these other things, we talk here and there about getting a grip on those things and reconnecting with yourself. And guess what the bonus is? of doing that, getting a grip on yourself and your emotions, because most of us are living on autopilot, right? The benefit of that and what that does for you when you have this self-love is it reconnects you with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you are overall satisfied. You have gratitude. You're not feeling upset with what you have or what you don't have within yourself, within your life, within your body. You are so grateful. And guess what gratitude does? It naturally inclines you to happiness and internal peace. Legit. So 
you want internal peace. You're feeling like, oh, right? You're driving in the car right now. You're walking, you know, uh, to wherever you need to go. Maybe you're listening as you're doing the dishes like so many women do, or you're just in your room studying, or you just got me, you know, while you're going through the grocery store on, on your ear and your in your in your earbuds. But like I want you to know right now the the horrible feelings that you feel of anxiety and depression and overwhelm. They are completely exonerated when you have gratitude. And it's really hard to have gratitude if you don't see the good. And it's hard to see the good sometimes in a really rough world when you're having a really hard time in your life right now. And I totally get that. I feel you. I understand your pain because I talk to women with it all the time. And I've been through so much pain, which is why I make the podcast totally getting you where you are, but telling you I know where you need to go next. Because I've already passed that stage of my life on so many things. And here I am on the podcast just trying to let you do it easier than I did. All right? So I already know what is part of the solution for you. And I'm trying to let you know what it is, which is you need to have more confidence and love for yourself, which will lead to more, um, less overwhelm, more overall internal peace, which is what we want. So if you're not making the connection, I'm making it for you. All right? Let's... Recap, number one, when you love yourself or have more confidence within yourself, it helps you to speak and behave differently in a way, a better way for yourself in terms of not allowing people to do certain things to you, not having to be a slave to being a people pleaser, being able to, um, you know, articulate exactly what you want in situations, avoid red flags, avoid bad situations of marrying the wrong guy because you're just not putting your worth where it is. Um, You're with your job, with your marriage. It is so important. Number two, Allah deserves it. Allah deserves you to love yourself because he made you beautiful. And every time you're nitpicking it, you're actually nitpicking Allah's beautiful creation. And it's something where he loves you just the way you are, but you're constantly complaining. And what are you doing when you're complaining? You're not grateful. So that's the opposite of happiness. So you're ruining your own happiness. Remember, the mountain is you. Number three, you are able to, you're able to what? What did I say? I want to see who's listening and paying attention. What did I say? What was number three? It's directly linked to how close you are to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know we need to do better in our salah. We know we need to do better in so many areas of our life. We just don't know how. This makes all the difference. All right. Now, this might sound all good to you. Like, oh my gosh, you're right. I need that. But what do I do next? And I understand that next steps are our hardest thing. Like, how do I apply this to my life? I don't get it. I told you, I am here. I probably, this is the only one we're going to do all year. For this week and next week, I think women have already, already started to pour into the, the workshop where we're going to go over exactly what to do next so you can love yourself and not feel emotional overwhelm anymore. And I'm just teaching you what I learned back in the day that I wish somebody would have taught me. So if this sounds like anything you want to learn more about, this is your personal invitation. Either the link is below or like I said, it's on our website, www.mindful-muslima.com. I'm going to probably cap it soon and then I'm going to um, close the registration. So it's not like an open forever. So if you're really into it, definitely, definitely take a pause and get yourself on there. By the way, for those who haven't seen, we have started our Khadija Initiative which is where we were saying, imagine a world full of Khadijas. Imagine if our women were strong, supported, like this stuff, right? We wouldn't have to sit here and teach them how to love themselves. They already did from a very young age. 
that is the movement I'm on. And if that sounds something good to you, definitely, again, on the website you'll see, or I'll have some links below if you want to be part of that initiative with me for our next generation. As a mom, you want that. You want your women to be strong. You want your girls to be strong. You want someone to support them from a younger age, get more support than you had. We're creating that for our women because we know no one else is, right? But we got to do what we got to do. So love y'all for the sake of a lot. See you in the workshop. And inshallah ta'ala, if you feel like that's something that you love and you would want for our women too, definitely check that out as well. All right. Yalla, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.